Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Post 20 Podcast. You're now listening to Week 2 Recap Week 3 Preview of the 2022-23 NFL season. My name is Evan. I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Jeremy. What's going on, dude? He's trying to digest these first two weeks, man. I mean, I don't think things have gone the way a lot of people would think so far. But hopefully week three here, we can start right in the ship. Yeah, it's been tough. Um, I haven't gone over our results from last week. I'll, I'll get those posted up uh, right alongside the, uh, the preview picks that we, that we put out. Um, but it's, it's been tough, man. There, there's been a lot of games that have just shifted in the fourth quarter um, or second half at least, and it's been, it's been really entertaining football. But in a gambling sense, it has been, uh, it's been very, very rough. So we'll jump right in. Um, we're sort of on a, a time crunch today, so you're not going to get the uh, exact stats that, that I normally spew out. Uh, so we'll try and run through these games quick. We had Chargers Chiefs on Thursday, September 15th, an extremely good fucking Thursday night football game. Really, really good. Herbert got hurt, but um, he looked fantastic. Mahomes looked good and the Chiefs looked good. Chiefs couldn't cover the spread. They are are spread blowers. They always have been for me. Uh, I I don't see them changing that whatsoever. I just I you really cannot uh, count on them to cover a spread. But I think the Chargers look fantastic. Uh, their defense is really really good. We know the Chiefs scored a ton of points the week before on the cards, um, and the Chargers defense, Derwin James especially, kept Kelsey to under you know under 60 yards, which I think is an impressive stat line uh, <clears throat> for any defensive player. To, to hold Kelsey to, to 51 yards is, is really good. What do you take away from this game? Because what I took away was that the Chargers are definitely the number two team in the AFC West, and I think, uh, I think it's going to be a battle between them and the Chiefs, but we'll have to see. Yeah, my takeaway is that Tyreek leaving the Chiefs doesn't really hurt them. Um, he's also thriving in Miami, which I'm sure we'll get to. Um, but the Chiefs can still, you know, sling the rock around. Patrick Mahomes has enough weapons, and I mean, they're still a Super Bowl favorite. I mean, I don't see any way you can have them outside of your top three to five teams um, as a Super Bowl favorite just because they do have to go through that gauntlet in the playoffs. Um, it was nice to see Mike Will yeah. um, come back from his Casper performance week one. He did show up, although in the second half he did nothing. Um but yeah, Herbert's a dog, man. He went out there, injured, tried to bring him back, uh, got you Chargers better, that backdoor cover. Um, so it was a good game, though. Yeah, it was a great game to watch. I, I love a good primetime game. Um, we'll get to another primetime game later on that wasn't so good. But um, let's move on. Pat 17, Steelers 14. These are easily the two most boring teams in the league, in my opinion. Um Nelson Aguilar with 110 yards. It was honestly the Nelson Aguilar show in this game. There was a lot of interesting offensive play calls, I think, on both sides. Um, the Steelers just just blew it towards the end. They they definitely could have won this game, and they were unable to do so. Um, I think a majority of the money was on the Steelers because they were dogs, um, home dogs, I think, and that's just what's going to happen, but... Najee didn't look great, didn't look explosive. He had a couple of really good runs, but outside of that, um, they're afraid to to just rush up the middle. It's a lot of a lot of weird little short handoffs, and it, it, it's not good. I don't I don't see Najee having 
an unbelievable year just because of the way that they're calling plays. Um, Deontay Johnson looks good, but pretty much every other receiver was very, very quiet. Um, Pat Firemouth had four receptions and a touchdown, but only 22 yards. Pickens been, has been really quiet, and Claypool's been really quiet. So I think they're just sort of getting Mitch um, into the system. He only threw for 168 yards. Mac Jones looked better this week, and Damian Harris looked really good. But um, outside of that, I mean, I just I, I really don't know what to expect from either of these teams. Um, I don't think the Pats are going to challenge in their division whatsoever. And I do think the Steelers are going to challenge, but they really need to get Mitch uh, caught up to the game plan because if he just goes out there and, and throws screens and, and plays these short little dump-off uh, passes, I don't think that the Steelers are going to be able to hang against teams that have high-powered offenses. It's just not going to happen. So I don't know what you thought about this game, but I, I thought it was really ugly and, and very boring to watch. Yeah, no, I agree. Mitch Trubisky looks like a glorified Big Ben out there just throwing the screens. Um, and those teams are unbelievably boring. There's not any time I would go out of my way to watch either of these teams play all season um, just because of the style of football they're playing. Um, but the, the Patriots minus three were my biggest bet of the entire week. Um, and they had it covered the whole way until the two-point conversion. Um, but at least I got a push out of it. But yeah, that hurt to watch. Yeah, really tough. Um, all right, let's move on. We had uh, Panthers-Giants. Panthers 16, Giants 19. The New York Giants, here's the number one takeaway. The New York Giants are the team that does not deserve their 2-0 record the most in the entire league. Baker did not look good. The Panthers did not look good. It's another It's another issue where the receivers aren't getting the ball as much as they probably should. Um, they run, they ran McCaffrey this game. Finally, uh, I, I was waiting for one of these games. I know they've only played one game before this, but after him being out for, you know, most of the season last year, I think, um, I think it was good to see him get 15 carries and, and get 102 yards out of it. I think that's great. Uh, the giants, I mean, Daniel Jones, they're just putting him out there. They know exactly what they can get from him and they're just running Saquon. He had 21 carries for 72 yards. The receiving core is absolutely abysmal. Um, Sterling Shepard got his yards. They were set at 25, in case anybody was wondering. That was my sharp pick of the week. Um, but they don't look good. I just don't think the Giants are good. I know Dabble's a good coach, but I don't think he's going to be able to change the culture to the point where the Giants can contend for the NFC East. I know they're tied with the Eagles in the division right now, but they are not a good team. Uh, and we'll get to the Eagles. But the Panthers, I think, beat themselves more than anything else. I, I just think it's time for, for Matt Rule to, to head on out of there. Um, they're, they're not going to be able to turn things around unless they get a new coach in there. And I think Baker's going to respond uh, to change at the head coaching position. Um, so we'll have to see. But so far, the, the Baker acquisition does not look good. I, I don't know how you feel about that. Uh, yeah, he looks terrible. Yeah. Um, the Panthers look terrible. Um, that was just a bad football game. Um, I had that game streaming the whole time next to Red Zone. Um, and I can confidently say that that's the last Panthers game that I will be streaming alongside Red Zone. It's tough. I, I know that feeling. Um, there usually comes a point in the Eagles season where I stop watching the Eagles. Uh, they, they don't quite look like that this year. They're playing this exciting football right now. But yeah, the, the Panthers are just playing a very boring, just you know, strange, not entertaining style of football. Um, a lot of field goals, a lot of 
just overall bullshit, you know? Eddie Pinero was three for three on his, on his field goals, but outside of that, there's just not any standout performances, maybe besides McCaffrey. Um, Jets-Browns, this was an interesting game. Jets 31, Cleveland 30. I spent the day uh, with my buddy Kyle. Shout out, Kyle. Um, <clears throat> I spent the day up in Tom's River. We watched the game. I told him in the morning when we were on the golf course, I got a feeling about Jets spread. Of course, the Browns were the favorite in this game. And what do you know? The Jets went out and covered. They played an unbelievable fourth quarter, scored 17 points against the Browns, 13. There was a little bit of an issue where Chubb ran it in when he probably should have kneeled it. Um, and the Jets managed to score two TDs um, within the span of, of the two-minute warning. Brees Hall, lead back in this game, 50 yards. Flacco, another impressive performance, 307 yards and four TDs. Flacco is not mobile, but what I will say is that when he has his time in the pocket and he can pick a receiver, he's still pretty lethal. Um, I'm a, I like Flacco. I've met him many times. Really nice guy. And I think he's still got something uh, something to give to the Jets. And they're they're one and one now. The Browns are also one and one. I think this was a, a really good game from the Jets. And it just goes to show you that Salah is definitely a competent coach. Um, I, I think that the Jets are going to be decent this year. You know, I said that uh, in the preview. And they've covered, uh, they didn't cover last week, but they covered this spread. They won the game outright. Amari Cooper looked good for the Browns. I think they're still a decent team, but... Until they get Deshaun back, I just can't see them competing for that division. I can't see them being the team everybody is expecting them to be. So what do you take out of this? Were you impressed by the Jets, or do you think it was just uh, incompetence and malpractice by the Browns? Um, well, both. But yeah. um, I'm, <laughs> I'm really impressed with Joe Flacco. I mean, if if they go out and win this week, they have, what, the Bengals, I believe, this week? Yeah, if they yeah. go out and they beat the Bengals and move to 2-1, and one, I don't think that Sala can bench Flacco and send out Wilson week four. I'm with you. I mean, Jets 2-1 and one at this point in the season. The, everyone else probably had them chalked up at 0-3 through these first three weeks. So if they come out at 2-1, and one, there's no chance you can send Zach Wilson out there week four. I totally agree. And I'm honestly I'm, I'm excited for that QB controversy there because I think really the only thing you're going to get out of it is, is just better play from both of them. So we'll have to see how all that pans out. But um, I'm with you, man, and I'll tell you what, I think they could they could totally shock the Bengals this week. The Bengals look terrible, and we'll get to them, but we'll move on to Colts nil, Jacksonville Jaguars 24. The Colts fall to 0-1-1 and after tying the Texans last week. Jags are now in sole possession of the AFC South uh, first place title. Matt Ryan, 195 yards and three interceptions. Taylor only got nine carries. He managed to scrape 54 yards out of that. Ashton Doolin was the lead receiver for the Colts with 79 yards on five catches. The Jags looked really good. Very put together. Fantastic performance from Trevor Lawrence. 25 for 30, 235 yards and two touchdowns. No interceptions. They look much, much better than they did last year. I think Trevor Lawrence, as it... Somewhat figured out. He looks comfortable. He's not throwing picks. James Robinson was the lead back here with 23 carries, 64 yards, and a touchdown for him. Christian Kirk, my boy, absolutely instrumental in this victory. 78 yards for two touchdowns. I I like the way that their defense is playing. I think the Colts beat themselves for sure, but the Jags look much, much better, and I'm extremely excited to see what they can put together moving forward. My question to you is, are the Colts a dead team? I'm willing to say that they are a dead team. 
Yeah, I I would have to agree. I think they're dead. Um, I thought Matt Ryan was actually going to propel them to be much better. He stinks. Um, than they were with Carson Wentz, and he looks terrible. Yeah. Um, which sucks because for so many years on the Falcons, he was unbelievable. Um, but yeah, the Colts do not look good, and like you said, I mean the Jags, they're sneaky. Trevor Lawrence looks like he may, you know, he may be good because um, after last year a lot of people were writing him off uh, Christian Kirk looks like he deserves his money somehow and James Robinson is still that guy so I mean with those weapons and they even got ETN in there and Evan Ingram somehow coming alive uh, who couldn't catch a ball to save his life for the first five years of his career they look good man yeah they do they look really good um, all right let's jump to the next game we have Dolphins Ravens this was an absolute thriller uh, in Baltimore <laughs> This one hurts me because uh, Tyreek had a had a really 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 good game. So did Jalen Waddle. Tua threw for four hundred sixty nine yards, six touchdowns. He did have two interceptions, but I'd say his offensive performance uh, overall was extremely impressive. Mostert lead back with fifty one uh, yards. Tyreek one hundred ninety yards on eleven receptions. Waddle one hundred seventy one yards on eleven receptions. They both had two touchdowns, and Mike Gesicki added another one alongside River Crackraft, who I had never heard of before. Uh, Lamar looked great in this game, too. 318 yards, three touchdowns. Uh, he rushed for 119 yards and had a touchdown on the ground as well. Rashad Bateman, 108 yards. Mark Andrews, 104 yards. Both those guys had touchdowns, as well as Demarcus Robinson, who added another. Marcus Williams on the defensive end had two interceptions. This was a crazy game, man. The over was an easy, easy cash. I thought the Ravens had this one wrapped up after scoring 21 points in the second quarter, but the Dolphins rallied, scored 28, outscored the uh, Ravens 28-3 to in that final quarter. They won on some insane Hail Marys, essentially, um, from Tyreek. I mean, they just have Tyreek running go-routes, and then um, it, everything opens up in the middle for Waddle to to catch the shorter passes and... and um, even screens. I mean, he caught a screen. That's how he scored um, that that second touchdown. I don't know, dude. The, the Dolphins look good. I I, I wasn't expecting it. I, I'm not a Tua guy, but he looked really, really good. Really confident. His passing looks great. Um, he's he's not going to be a guy that rushes and scrambles out of the pocket anymore. I don't think. I just think he's he's getting more confident. He's got a lot of weapons now, and this is just one of those games that makes me like, you know consider the fact that the Dolphins might actually be a good team. They look really, really good. And the Ravens, I don't think we have to worry about, but this was a, a complete capitulation in, the, th- in the, the fourth quarter. They couldn't get a first down in the fourth quarter, and that's why they lost. Yeah, I was I was kind of high on the Dolphins last year, and my issue with them was Tua. Um, and he does look better this year, but I'm still not sold on them being a real contender. I do think they're one of the better teams in the league. Um, top 12, top 10 yeah. team in the league. Um, but I need to see more than two weeks. I mean, how long can the Dolphins really get away with letting Tua throw the ball 50 times and having zero run game? Um, I guess we'll find out. But for now, yeah, they look very good. Um, Lamar for the Ravens, um, he was unbelievable this week. Um, I think he was the top fantasy scorer, regardless of your format. Um, I know in my one league he had like 75 points. Yeah. Um, but he looked unbelievable running the ball, doing his signature 75-yard touchdown run, threw a bunch of touchdown passes. I mean, both quarterback play on both sides was unbelievable. Yeah. And the secondary play on both sides was abysmal. Yeah, it was bad. 
Um, outside of those two interceptions the Ravens had, I just think that both both defenses were were not good. Uh, okay, we'll jump on to Bucks twenty, Saints ten. Jameis lost this game. In case anybody was wondering, he threw three picks. This was vintage Jameis. Brady not looking great. He did have one hundred ninety yards and a touchdown, but um, most of the the ball movement came down to the running game, in my opinion. Uh, Fournette had four or twenty four carries with sixty five yards. He didn't get into the end zone, but he's promised all of his fantasy owners that he will get into the end zone this week. Michael Thomas had a touchdown. He had sixty five yards. Olave had eighty yards. He looks extremely good, in my opinion. Um, but this was this was not a good game. I don't think Jameis can be the game manager that um, people seem to think he's capable of being. I just don't think he's the answer. I, I'm not sure how much longer he's going to be the uh starting qb for the saints i know they don't really have another option but he looks fucking terrible the bucks should not have gotten off this easy and they did they scored 17 points in the fourth quarter it's the only reason they won this was a terribly ugly game and i knew for a fact that the under was a lock and i didn't take it i'm not worried about brady um but what do you think about the saints because i actually cannot see them being a contender in the nfc if they play like this yeah, no, they look terrible. Um, I know it's still only week two, but going into the season, pretty sure everyone thought they would at least be, you know, competitive looking. And so far, they look the opposite of that. Um, I mean, they look terrible on offense. Sheamus can't get the ball moving. Um, they don't have any other options. We all know what Taysom Hill can do, and that's nothing. Um, Ian Book, even worse. So, I mean, they're uh, unless Sheamus turns it around here moving forward, they're set up for failure the rest of the season. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, okay, where are we now? Ah, yes, Commanders 27, Lions 36. Despite attempting a second-half comeback, the Commanders do not cover the spread that I chose them to cover. The Lions move to 1-1. One and one. The Commanders now 1-1 one one as well. Wentz, good game in the air. 337 yards, three touchdowns, and an interception. He spread the ball around extremely well. J.D. McKissick even had 54 yards in the year. Jahan Dotson with 60, Terry with 75, and Curtis Samuel with 78. Um, I still think that the Commanders are a better team than people are giving them credit for. Goff looked good in this game, but he's getting bailed out by uh, by his receivers. I mean, Amon Ross St. Brown is an absolute demon from hell. 116 yards, two touchdowns. Josh Reynolds looks okay. Swift looks okay. Uh, in the air and then of course swift looks really good on the ground he uh he, he's just i don't know golf has a lot of really good high-powered offensive weapons the defense is not great um you know went through an interception but i do still think that the commanders are a good team the lions are going to be a team that puts up a lot of points their their issues just fall on the defensive side of the ball so i'm not i'm not worried about the the commanders moving forward i'll tell you what they play uh they play the Eagles this week, and I don't know, man. I, I just think that that we could see something uh, strange happen on Sunday. Uh, I, I just think that they're a really solid team, honestly, and, and they're not getting credit. What do you think about the Lions? Because they're not going to do that every week, but they do look okay offensively. Yeah, I mean, dare I say Carson Wentz looks good at quarterback? Um, I mean, he has all the weapons in the world. Um, Curtis Samuel, good. Um, former Panther, sadly. Harry's kind of like just another guy on the team now. 
Um, but that's okay because they have a bunch of weapons. And then, like the like you said, the Lions. I mean, their offense, unbelievable. Amon Ra, I mean, he might have 10,000 receiving yards this I season. Know. That'd be great. Incredible. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he can't be stopped. No. Um, those were two really good offenses, and that was kind of fun to watch. I mean, the Commanders were really, really bad the first half. Yeah. Um, and they turned it around. But, I mean, that was exciting. A lot of... A lot of good touchdowns scored. I mean, a lot of high flying. I liked it. That was one of the that was one of the better games. I agree. Opinion. I think I think some of these these like shitter games that people are just expecting to be garbage are actually some of the more entertaining games. And we'll actually jump into 49ers versus the Seahawks. Um this was another game that was like complete dog shit, but was really entertaining to watch. Uh, Garoppolo only threw for 154 yards and a touchdown. Of course, he did come in after Trey Lance fractured his ankle. No more Trey Lance this year, guys. He's donezo, unfortunately. It, it, it really sucks to see that because they decided to go with Lance. They they moved Jimmy to the, the bench spot. But to be honest, if you think about it, it was big brain by the Niners because now they're paying Jimmy less for the same performances they would get out of him last year at the full price. Um, Jeff Wilson, their number one back, 84 yards on 18 carries. He had a good game. Ike was the leading receiver here. Debo was unable uh, to score a touchdown or really rack up that many yards through the air. We're going to start to see more of Debo as an actual receiver now because um, Trey Lance is out and you're not going to have that rushing upside from him. But I think Geno Smith, uh, another 197 yards and an interception. DJ Dallas actually threw a pass too. It was one of the worst trick plays I've ever seen in my entire life. They they need to shelf that. Um, but they were they were unable to score. It was just not a good game um, from uh, from the Seahawks whatsoever. They said Pete Carroll said in an interview that they're gonna let Geno cook um, this next week, which I think is just. I don't know. That that seems like a recipe for disaster to me. The Niners look good. Their defense was fantastic. There was uh there was a lot of really, really, really good plays um from the Niners D. I think that they'll be okay moving forward. I actually like them much better with Jimmy G under center than I do with uh with Trey Lance, but we'll have to see. What do you think about this game? Because I, I thought I actually thought it was entertaining. Yeah, no, uh Jimmy looked good. Um and his contract's actually going to end up costing the Niners a lot of money, um, just because of every game he plays, he gets two hundred and fifty grand, and then if they win, he gets another hundred grand. Yeah, um, so that's going to cost them quite a few dollars here down the stretch, um, which is kind of funny because they didn't think he was going to play. Um, but yeah, I saw that Pete Carroll, Geno Smith nonsense, um, and I'm all in on it. I had Trey Lance as my second quarterback in my two QB league, and obviously he's not playing. Um, so I went ahead and got Geno Smith off the waiver wire. Um, and if Pete Carroll's going to let him throw the ball 50 times and throw a bunch of interceptions, but throw for a bunch of yards, I'm here for it. I can't wait to see it because they've been playing boring football. So I can't wait to see what Geno Smith actually does when he has to do something. Yeah. It'll be interesting to watch. We'll jump to the Falcons Rams Falcons 27 Rams 31. I told you guys, the Falcons are not a bad team. They covered the spread that I chose them to, to cover. Uh, 196 yards, two touchdowns, and two interceptions for Mariota. Man, I, I, he's probably not the long-term solution there, but I actually think he's doing a decent job so far. Uh, quarter of Patterson, 41 yards on the ground, unable to get into the end zone and win me $800, which was unfortunate. But on the receiving end, Drake London had 86 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Zacchaeus had a touchdown as well. And then Cotterell Hodge actually had 
almost 60 yards uh, too. Stafford, 272 yards, three touchdowns, two interceptions. Uh, Cup, leading receiver, 108 yards and two TDs. And then Higby actually looked good in this game too. He had 71 yards. Robinson caught his first touchdown of the year. And the uh, the defense looked good for the Rams too, despite letting up 27 points. I am extremely worried about the Rams. I think they're, they're a stinky team, man. I, I actually don't think that they're going to be... Um, the team that comes out of the NFC. I I think they're actually going to battle in their division, to be honest with you. I just, something is not right. I don't know if, if it's Stafford. I know he throws a lot of picks even when he's playing well, but he, he doesn't, he's making some really questionable decisions and throws, and I do worry about them. The Falcons are not a good team. They are a team that's going to be in games, but they're not good, and I don't think they're well coached. If they don't get Pitts more involved, it it's going to be a problem because he he's an unbelievable talent, physical specimen, and he's only getting you know two catches a game. That's just that's not good enough. They, they got to get him more involved, and uh, I'm just happy the Falcons covered. I think Mariota's a, a decent QB. Yeah, I don't think Mariota's bad. Um, like you said, they do need to get Pitts involved. There's only so long that Drake London can be their sole weapon um, in the passing attack. But yeah, I'm more interested in the whole Rams debacle here. My big takeaway from them is that um, Sean McVay is lost. Um, He's trying to force Cam Akers down the team's throat, and he has been terrible. I mean, like week one, he did nothing. So I thought, all right, they're going to scrap him. And then he throws him out there, and I don't know, he had, what, 10, 15 rushes on Sunday, and he ran for 2.9 yards a carry which is abysmal. You have Daryl Henderson, who, yeah, they're both made of glass, but you got to use the good one while you can. Daryl Henderson was averaging four yards a carry, and he led them game one. So I don't know what Sean McVay's doing, um, but he needs to figure it out, or the Rams are in for a long season. Yeah, I agree, for sure. It's not going to be the season that they had last year, in my opinion. It's going to be a much grindier, tougher season. Cardinals 29, Raiders 23. Cardinals rally in the second half to defeat the Las Vegas Raiders in overtime. Kyler Murray had 277 yards, a touchdown, and interception. Darrell Williams, 59 yards on the ground with a touchdown after um, <clears throat> James Conner was injured with an ankle sort of bang up. I don't know what's going on there, but he did have an injured ankle last year too. Greg Dortch touchdown in the air. Zach Ertz leading receiver with 75 yards. Marquise Brown had six catches for 68 yards as well the Raiders look fucking terrible 252 yards two touchdowns Josh Jacobs 70 yards on the ground uh Matt Collins your leading receiver that's a problem Devontae Adams had two receptions for 12 yards and a touchdown and then ghosted after that and Darren Waller had 50 with a touchdown as well the Raiders defense let the Arizona Cardinals get back into this game when they had absolutely zero uh, <clears throat> zero reason to do so. I, I just don't understand it. it. It's not good. I don't expect the Raiders to be any good this year. They are 0-2. The Cardinals 1-1. I don't think they're a good team either. Um, but you do have to remember they're going to get Hopkins back. I think this is an extremely important win for the Cards. And to get it in OT here after Kyler had a really bad first half is uh, is a great win for them momentum-wise. Yeah. I mean, the Raiders should have won yeah. this game. Um, at least that's the way it felt watching it. They kind of threw it away. Well, Hunter Renfro literally threw it away um, at the end of the game. Um, the Raiders aren't going to be good in their division, sadly, it seems. 
Um, and I'm not really too high on the Cardinals either. I don't have a lot to say about that game. I mean, I just want I just want to see what the Cardinals look like when D Hop comes back because I think they need him if they're going to be successful. Yeah, I think they're going to be really good. Um, okay. What do we have? Oh, Texans nine, Broncos sixteen. This was a terrible game. Davis Mills game management uh, clinic. 15 carries for Damian Pierce with 69 yards. Nico Collins, leading receiver, 58 yards. Russell Wilson was so bad. He was 14 for 31 with 219 yards, touchdown, and an interception. Devontae Williams had 75 yards, but Cortland Sutton was the star player in this one with 122 yards and seven receptions. Salbert had a touchdown as well, but this was really, really bad. I worry about the Broncos. They're 1-1. One one. Uh, the Texans fall to 0-1-1. Oh, Dude, the Texans could have won this game easily, and the Broncos just managed to somehow skate by. Russ is done, dude. He's done. I've seen enough. He's not going to get back this season and perform the way that everybody thinks he's going to. He fucking sucks. Yeah, I don't know what happened to him. Um, he Me used neither. to be the guy, um, and then he broke his thumb or whatever he did last season, and apparently that's going to end this man's career. Um, yeah, I don't know. They have so many weapons. So many weapons. I mean, it's unbelievable. And yet they've scored, what, in the two weeks? I think, what, 32 combined points? I think they had 16 both weeks. Um, that is just horrible. They have two touchdowns through two weeks. Now, in, in Russ's defense, he did get them to the one-yard line twice week one, um, and they fumbled. But, I mean, 16 points against the Texans, man. I mean, Davis Mills threw for like 100 yards, so your team had the ball the whole game. You just didn't do anything with it. Yeah, I agree. I just, I don't know, man. I don't know what to expect from Russ the rest of the season, but he does not look good so far. Uh, Bengals 17, Cowboys 20. Bengals fucking suck. Burrow looked terrible, 200 yards and a touchdown. Mixon was the best player, in my opinion. Higgins had a good game, too, with 71 and a touchdown, but... Bengals secondary is awful. Uh, and that offensive line that they spent so much money on is not protecting Burrow, so I don't know what's going to happen with them. But Cooper Rush, MVP for this game, 235 yards and a touchdown, linked up with Noah Brown for 91 yards. Uh, he caught the touchdown as well. And then Tony Pollard had a touchdown too. So uh, worried about the Bengals? I am. I think that they're, uh, they're done, though, same as the Rams. Yeah, I mean, I'm not worried about the Bengals because I've been saying it. They went eight and seven last year. Yeah, or nine I, and eight, whatever yeah, it is. they weren't good. Um, they weren't good. They just they just got hot at the right time, which can happen, you know, to anybody that makes the playoffs. And they're just not built for success, like you said. They spent this money on like Lyle Collins and whoever else yeah. to protect Joe Burrow, and they're not doing that. Uh, and if you can't protect Joe Burrow, he's going to keep going out there and flipping up a bunch of interceptions because he doesn't want to get his knee blown out again by just getting sacked all day. Um, so he, yeah, they're cooked. I mean, you lost the Cooper Rush. Yeah, it's like, bad. I mean, Rush did look good, I will say. Like, he looked confident in the pocket, which is really all you can ask for out of your backup QB. Um, but, dude, Zach Taylor, not a good coach. Uh, I'm, I'm tired of, of people talking about him seems like the Bengals are not getting any sort of uh, slander online. I'm asking people to dial up the, the, the Bengals slander. They deserve it. They, they 100%. Packers 27, Bears 10. Despite tying or, or being leading after the first quarter, the Bears fall to Green Bay 
in Wisconsin. Justin Fields, 7 for 11 with 70 yards and an interception. I keep hearing this guy's good. This is not what good QBs do. Uh, Montgomery, best player in the game by far besides Aaron Jones. 122 yards on 15 carries, unable to get into the end zone. Fields did have a rushing touchdown, but uh, Equinemia St. Brown seems like their lead guy there. He had 39 yards on two catches. Packers look great. Rodgers looked back, 19 for 25 on 234 yards and two touchdowns. Aaron Jones had 15 carries for 132 yards and a touchdown, and then he also had a receiving touchdown, I believe. Yes, 38 yards and a receiving touchdown. Watkins lead uh, <laughs> lead receiver at 93 yards and three catches. I don't know, man. I, I don't know how Lazard didn't get his yards for me, but he, he wasn't able to do it. Uh Packers D looked good. I think we are going to be, you know, expecting the Packers to be one of those NFT, NFC contention teams. It's just going to be um, these younger guys, you know, Dubes and Christian Watson, mainly figuring out where they need to be on these routes um, and being ready for the ball because this was another game where they dropped a couple of passes. It just it wasn't wasn't quite. Um, what you would want out of your, your rookie receivers. They, they were just missing routes a little bit. And I think Rodgers will get them uh, in, the right, in the right spot. So I'm not worried about them moving forward. Bears are bad, uh, which is, is something I knew. Packers are good, which is also something I knew. Yeah, this is still the Packers division to lose, yep. um, which I don't see them losing. I mean, with Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Jones, A.J. Dillon, and Lazard, I mean, at least they have a core that they've had in the past. And Aaron Jones looked unbelievable. Um, so that's good for them and for anyone that hasn't been fantasy. And yeah, Zach, if you're listening to this, Justin Fields blows. He's ass. He's, he's so bad. He throws for 150 yards a game, and all of a sudden people act like he's good. It's like, dude, he beat Trey Lance in a monsoon. Yep. And then he his leading receiver, like you said, had 37 yards or whatever. Yeah. Um. And it had to, and it was the Sun God's brother. That's why. I know. Um, man. But yeah, Bears are absolutely abysmal. They will never beat the Packers as long as Aaron Rodgers is breathing and out on the football field. So I mean, yeah, Packers are going to win the division because um, Kirk sucked, which we're going to get to in a second. Yeah, we'll get we'll get right there. I can't wait. Uh, Ryan Tannehill. And the Tennessee Titans lose 7-41 to to the Buffalo Bills. Holy fuck, the Titans are bad. Cook, you were right. The Titans are a bad, 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 bad team. 11 for 20, 117 yards, 2 interceptions, 0 TDs. For uh, the Titans, Derrick Henry rushed for 25 yards and a touchdown. That's terrible. He looks bad. Jeremy and I agreed. He looks cooked. He looks tired. He looks not as explosive as he once was. And I think we both agreed on the fact that if he doesn't get out of that first gap, he is not going for positive yardage. It is not good. Whatever's going on at the Titans is bad. Traylon Burks, I thought, was the uh, the bright spot of this game. He looked good. He had 47 yards on four catches. If he had a better QB, he'd probably look better. We saw Malik Willis in towards the end. He did not look good either. Josh Allen, 26 for 38, 317 yards and four TDs. Probably could have had 600 if he played the whole game. James Cook, lead uh, lead rusher, 11 yards, 53 yards, or 11 carries, 53 yards. Stephon Diggs with a master class, 12 catches, 148 yards, three TDs. Reggie Gilliam scored the first TD. 
Um, but other than that, I think there was a, a Bills defensive touchdown as well. They looked unbelievable, and I said this morning, if they don't win the Super Bowl with this roster, I think it was a failure. Yeah, um, we're two weeks in, and I can already tell you that Josh Allen will be MVP. Yep. Um, unless Patrick Mahomes takes it. Um, and Stefan Diggs will 100% be the offensive player of the year. Um, the connection they have is unbelievable. Um, no one's anywhere close to matching them. And the Titans are terrible. I never thought I would say this, but Malik Willis needs to get in there a stat. Because Ryan Tannehill, that hurt to watch my eyeballs. Yeah. I was so happy when the Vikings and Eagles came on just so that I could get Ryan Tannehill off my television. Yeah, I I just I, I don't want to see I don't want to see any more of Tannehill. I think that that experiment's over. He's back to regular old Ryan Tannehill, and it's time to just park it in the new era and play play Malik and and see if he can get anything going on. Vikings seven, Eagles twenty four. Kirk Cousins, you are dog shit. Uh twenty seven for forty six, two hundred twenty one yards, a touchdown, three. Second half interceptions. This is Kirk Cousins. He is so, so, so overrated. I said it last week. I took the Eagles. I knew they would beat the Vikings. Vikings, not a real team. Have a good running back. Have a good receiver. The rest of the team sucks. Justin Jefferson was in a maximum security prison from a cornerback who I said last year was absolutely cooked. By the way, I still think he is. Uh, Darius Slay had two interceptions. Avante Maddox had an interception. This was unreal, dude. The Vikings proved to me everything that I had previously thought about them. Despite beating the Packers last week, they are not a good team. The Eagles are now 2-0. Hurts did have a really good game. He had 333 yards on a touchdown, uh, one interception. Shouldn't probably have been an interception. It was just a tipped pass. Sanders had 80 yards on the ground, and then Goddard, uh, Devontae Smith, and A.J. Brown all had good games. They had 69, 80, and 82, respectively. Quest Watkins also had 69 with a touchdown. Don't think that we're out of the woods yet for the Eagles. Uh, they have a couple of games in the next you know, four or five weeks that are against bad teams. They'll probably lose one of them. I need them to lose one of them so that people temper their expectations a little bit. But the Vikings, no, they're, they're bad. They're as bad as I thought they were. Yeah, Vikings are cooked. Um, their new game plan is terrible. Um, it's, it's, I mean, they don't give Davin Cook the ball. Um, they let Kirk Cousins throw 70 interceptions. Um, could have had two or three more interceptions than he had. Um, the Eagles look good. Um, run yep. game was dominant. Uh, the Vikings were playing like really off the ball on the wide receivers, so they were just open uh, short across the middle all day, which ended up being a terrible strategy for them. Shocker. Um, and, yeah, I mean, Jalen Hurts moved the ball around well, ran it in, showed some grit with those running touchdowns. I mean, they look good, man. And, I mean, they're definitely the favorite to win the East now that uh, Cooper Rush is at the helm of the Cowboys, although I would have had them the favorite regardless of who was playing quarterback there. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think they're in for a good season. But like you said, I would love to see a loss just so that they temper expectations a little bit here. Yep. Um, okay. That is the recap. Sorry for the quickness, guys. Next week will be a little bit longer. We'll jump into our picks. We'll run through these quick and then uh, finish up. 
we have the Steelers versus the Browns. Uh, let me pull up the lines quickly. I know that the Steelers are underdogs. Yeah, Steelers are four and a half currently on Fandle. I know they opened at five and a half, so I don't know if you can still get them at five and a half somewhere, but they are four and a half at the uh, moment. I'm sure you can. All the money's on Pittsburgh. I think this is the one game, actually, this week where it's wise to go with the dog. I'm going to take the Steelers plus four and a half. I, I like them to stay in this game. Browns haven't shown me enough. And although the Steelers play boring football, I do think that they're due for an offensive week. So I'm going to take the Steelers plus four and a half. Uh, just take the points. Yeah, I'm going um, Nick Chubb getting the end zone. I think the Browns are going to try to um, avoid Brissett losing them the game. Um, so once they get in the red zone, it's going to be Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb show. Um, so I'm basically just playing roulette here and picking Chubb um, instead of Hunt. So that's that's my play. Cool. <clears throat> All right, we have the uh, Baltimore Ravens taking on the New England Patriots. Another game where the money is tilted heavily in favor of the Ravens. They are three-point favorites. I am going to take Ravens minus three. I shouldn't do this, and I, it's literally contradicting exactly what I just said I was going to do. Um, but the money should balance out towards the end of the week. I'm going to take Ravens minus three. Yeah, I think this... I just don't understand this line. The Ravens either. It's a trap game. Are, are way more than three points better than the Pats, in my opinion. So, for that reason, I'm joining you. I mean, Ravens minus three, I can't, I just don't see them losing. No, and Pat's offense looked good last week. It's not going to look that good this week, in my opinion. Uh, Okay, Buffalo Bills minus five and a half point favorites against the Miami Dolphins. Oh, man. Am I going to do it again, and am I going to take the Bills? I mean... The Bills have shown me more than the Dolphins. All of the money is on the Bills, of course. They just, they look that good, man. I don't see how, how this Dolphins team can beat them. I don't think that they can replicate whatever happened last week with, with Waddle and Tyreek. Uh, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take Bills minus five and a half. I'm confident in them. They haven't done me wrong yet. And I feel like I, I have to go with them. Yeah, I've faded the Bills twice. Um, I won't be making that mistake a third time. Give me the Bills, minus five and a half. Got it. Um, okay, Saints versus Panthers. Over-under set at 40 and a half. Saints are a three-point favorite. That's a really low line. Um, I think the Saints probably get at least 25 points in this game. I kind of like the Panthers to stay with them. I like a McCaffrey touchdown, but I'm actually going to go with the over. I'm going to go with over 40 and a half. I think both of these teams are due for offensive performances. Uh, this should be an easy cash. I like that. Um, I'm going to assume that Alvin Kamara is playing. Yeah. And I'm going to take him touchdown um, just because we've seen what Jameis does with the ball in his hands. Yeah. <laughs> so I feel like if they're going to score some points and cash that over for you, it's got to be Kamara getting in there. Totally agree. Um, Chiefs, Colts. 95% of the money on the spread is on the, the Chiefs. They're six and a half point favorites. Um, man. This is, this is tough. I think 
I'm gonna go with a Clyde Edwards Hilaire touchdown. He's plus one forty to score a touchdown. That's like the best value you're gonna find in this game, in my opinion. I, I'm gonna I'm just gonna go with Clyde here. Because the, the money scares me. I am going Chiefs first half spread. Minus three. It's only um, minus three. It's currently three and a half Jeez. on FanDuel. I'm going to look um, and check DK and Barstool and all those. I know DK will let you do alternate first half spread, so I can get minus three regardless. Um, but yeah, Holy Chiefs shit. minus three. Like you said, they do like to blow the spread, um, but that typically comes with some backdoor second half nonsense. So let's get that first half minus three. Worst case scenario, they're up a field goal. Well, worst case scenario, they're losing. But worst case scenario, they're up a field goal. And it's push. I think they go into the half probably up seven. Yeah, I I actually love that. That's that's insane. I I can't believe that uh, that line exists. Uh, we have the Detroit Lions taking on the Minnesota Vikings currently. Um, holy fuck! People are all over the Lions. Five and a half point dogs. Uh, they're at the Superdome. I really like. Um, What was I going to say? I just lost it. I really like a DeAndre Swift touchdown. He is plus 105 to score. I think he gets in the end zone here. Um, I'm sure that Amon Ross St. Brown's props are going to be a lock too because Goff is going to air it out. But I'm just going to go ahead and go with Swift. I actually think the Lions stay in this game, but I'm I'm not going to be uh, I'm not going to be swayed and I'm not going to take them because they'll let me down if I take them. I like that. I really want to take the over in this game. Um, yeah. Just after watching these two teams' defenses get shredded. Yep. Um, but I, I don't know. It's a little high, man. Gonna, 53 and a half. I know. That's the problem. What I'm going to do is I'm going to put some faith in the Vikings coaching staff to get their head out of their ass okay. um, and get a Dalvin Cook touchdown. Um, he's in the same boat as Lenny, two weeks, no touchdowns. Um, although Lenny's obviously had much more successful two weeks. Yep. Um, but Dalvin did have a good first week, 118 total yards or something. I think 90 on the ground, 28 through the air, something yep. like that. Um, so I think if the Vikings realize that they would like to win football games, um, they're going to have to get him moving. So give me Dalvin. Okay, cool. We have the Eagles taking on the Washington commanders, uh, over under set at 47 and a half equals are six and a half point favorites. I'm going with the over over 47 and a half. I think this is going to be a fucking shootout. I'm extremely excited for this game. It should be a really good watch. And I love the over under. I can see this being like a 30, you know, 30, 24 game, something crazy like that. Yeah, I'm all in on that. Um, I'm in on the over and come Saturday or Sunday when the lines come out, I'm definitely taking Carson wants to throw an interception. Um, the odds are probably going to be terrible, and I'll probably have to put it with someone else to throw an interception. Yeah. But Wentz airing the ball out is a recipe for a ton of points and a ton of turnovers. So I'm in on both of those things. Absolutely. We have the Las Vegas Raiders taking on the Tennessee Titans. Raiders are one-and-a-half-point favorites. Uh, Titans look terrible. I think the over or the under is actually a lock in this game, uh, in this game. But I'm gonna go with the uh, I'm gonna go with Raiders minus one and a half. I think they win the game by a field goal. I don't think it's gonna be pretty, but I do think that they're considerably better than the Titans in terms of offensive talent. So I'm not gonna overthink this. I'm gonna go with Raiders minus one and a half. Yeah, I'm gonna take the Raiders money line, and I was looking this morning on Fanduel. 
Um, and I might take the Titans to be the last team without a win. Ooh. It's like plus 2,200, and there's only five or six teams that are 0-2, and, and they're playing one of them this week, the Raiders. Yeah. Um, oh, I love that. So I might streakle that just for fun, uh, just to give me something to root for um, long-term-wise. But yeah, I'm going with the Raiders' money line for sure. I just don't see them losing to this abysmal Titans team. No, I don't either. Um, then we have the Texans taking on the Chicago Bears. Texans currently plus two and a half, plus one eighteen on the money line. Uh, all the money or the money's tilted towards Chicago. Here's my flyer. I'm taking Texans money line. I absolutely love them this week. I think that they beat Chicago. Games at Soldier. Uh, if you guys looked and saw what uh, Mr. Fields said about the Bears fans, not nice. Uh, so I'm going to take the Texans. I think the Bears are not going to be thrilled with, with what Justin said, and I think that the Texans actually win convincingly here. Yeah, no, I agree with you on that. Um, I'm in on the Texans. I'm going Texans money line. Um, I took their spread in a weekly spread pool I do this week, so I'm in on the Texans money line. Cool. That reminds me, I forgot to do your spread pool last week, so I'll have to uh, I didn't. Sh- I didn't do it. Oh, you didn't do it? Nope. Uh, okay. That well, then never mind. That would make sense. Why? Uh, okay. Bengals versus the Jets. Man, all the money's on Cincy. Um, over under set at forty five and a half. I'm gonna go with the over, man. I like this to be a close game. I I know that it's probably gonna hurt me, but I think at at the worst, the Jets put up two TDs. So if the Bengals actually perform to what their offense can do. Uh, the over should be close. Maybe I'll alt it down, but uh, just for simplicity's sake, I'm going to take over 45.5 total points of this game. Yeah, I like that a lot um, because I see this game either going one of two ways, which is the Jets upsetting the Bengals, and for them to do that, they probably put up, you know, 28-plus yeah. points. Yeah. Or I see the Bengals riding the ship and absolutely ruining the Jets, and in that case, they'll put up 35-40 points. Yeah. Um, so I think this is a smash spot here for the over. I like that. Yeah. And uh, it looks like that's actually the that's the underdog. So they're they're liking under forty five and a half. The odds are are worse for that. So I don't know. I think this that should be simple. Um. Ooh, Chargers Jags Jags two and zero oh, Chargers one and one. Um. Jags are plus seven. All of the money's on the Chargers. I don't like this game. I don't like that spread. I do think that the Chargers win this game, but I think that the the Jags actually stay close, man. I'm I'm gonna take. Um. I'm gonna take the Chargers though. I'm I'm gonna take a minus six and a half. I'm gonna alt it down. I don't I don't want to get hooked here and push. So I'm gonna take Chargers minus six and a half alt spread. Nice. Uh, yeah, this is a game I like. Um, looking forward to betting on. I can already tell you now that come Sunday, my same game parlay will be. I'm gonna take the Jags plus fourteen. Yep. Yep. Um, I'm gonna take under under fifty four, and then I'm gonna take Eckler to score. Um, I like the under in this game, um, just because I think the Chargers are going to be more run focused. Um, with Herbert being injured, um, and I mean they don't want him to keep getting hit in those ribs and then his season be ending um this early. So I do like the under, and I do like an Eckler touchdown. 
Um, I'd say just put me down for both, to be honest. Give me under 47 and a half, and then give me an Eckler touchdown. I think A, Eckler's still to get on Yeah, track. he is. Um, and B, the Chargers are going to do everything they can to you know slow the game down so Herbert isn't getting hit. Yeah. Okay. Falcons, uh, 0-2 team, unfortunately. They are plus 1.5 against the Seattle Seahawks uh, in Seattle. I'm taking Falcons' money line. I love them. I think, uh, I think they get a result here. The money spread out pretty even. Kind of surprised that they're plus money uh, because the Seahawks have not looked good. But I'm, I'm going to take the Falcons, man. I think this is a good game for them. Good, good matchup for sure. I'm taking the over here. Um, I mean, low. yeah, I know. 41 and a half. Like you said, um, Pete said he's going to let Gino cook. And that is either going to go really well or go really poorly. So, I mean, the Seahawks, uh, I mean, you might throw a bunch of touchdowns or you might throw a bunch of interceptions, which would obviously lead to some easy Falcon points there. So I think I'm going to go with the over here. Seahawks defense hasn't looked bad, but I do think the Falcons and Seahawks combined for enough to score 42 points. Cool. Uh, Packers versus the Bucks. Man, this is tough. This is really tough. A lot of the money's on um, Tampa Bay. I'm actually <coughs> gonna all down the total. I'm. I don't think this is gonna be a shootout. I, I just. I think it's a really slow start. I think I'm gonna go with uh, under. I'm gonna change the total up. I'm gonna go with under forty six and a half. It's minus two fifteen. But I'm just. I'm looking for something to throw into a parlay and over unders parlay. I'm gonna. I'm gonna take this game. I think it's a slow start for both teams. Second half might be okay. Uh, but you know, if if you get a twenty four to twenty one game, then you're gonna cash that under. So I can see that it being one of those games, and and that's what I'm gonna take under forty six and a half alt spread or alt total. Yeah, I like the unders here. I mean, with the way that both teams have been playing, and the fact that um, Tom doesn't have his boy Mike yeah. this week, um, I definitely could see the under looking good here. Um, so. I don't know. I kind of like the first half under at 21. I saw that uh, too. I like that for sure. Because I could see like two touchdowns and maybe like a field goal, goal or two total. Yeah. Um, so I wouldn't mind taking that under 21. It's at 20 and a half on yeah. FanDuel. Yep. Um, but I'd like to see it at 21 somewhere. So yeah, I'm going to go first half under 21. Um, and just keep in mind, like you said, Lenny said he told his fancy owners he's getting a touchdown. So if you're looking for a touchdown score in that game, that's probably your way to go. But uh, I'm going under 21 first half. Beautiful. I like that. Uh, okay, and we have two more games, I think. Let me get back to this. Okay, Rams cards. All the money's on the Rams. Man, this is gonna this is gonna kill me. Um, I like the under one, but I'm actually gonna go with uh, with cards plus three and a half. I think they cover the spread. I think this game's tighter than it should be. I'm expecting Kyler to have a decent game here. Uh, this is definitely going to be one that burns me, uh, you know, tailed us with caution, but I'm taking cards plus three and a half. Give me the cards money line. Really? Um, if if John McVay's going to keep trotting out Cam Akers out there um, and get them no yards and make Matt Ryan try to force the ball down the field on, you know, third and eights, I'm in on the Cardinals. I hate, I mean, I'm not a Kyler Murray believer, but I might have to be this week. So I'm in. That's, that is shocking. I was not expecting that. Um, okay. Niners, Broncos. Niners are currently favorites against the Denver Broncos. This is 
you know the fact that uh jimmy's been that he's that he's now the starting qb again has actually moved their super bowl odds up uh people think the niners are better with jimmy than trey lance i i am one of those people for sure but if you're gonna give me the broncos a plus money who probably have an equal roster i'm gonna take them uh i actually like the under a lot but I'm going to go with Broncos money line. I know this is going to hurt me. And I know I said Russ sucks, but he can't have three awful games in a row. He's He's got to be due for something here. So I'm going to take Broncos money line. Yeah, this is a tough one. I'd like to see um, where the money's looking closer 70, to. Yeah, right now it's 80% on San Fran spread, which is one and a half. Yeah, and I do I do like Jimmy and he does know how to win. Yes, he does. He's a good game manager for sure. But I mean, like you said, I mean Russ to be bad three times in a row, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I'll take I'll go Broncos money line. Um, although someone made a convincing argument they could get me to bet on either side in this game, to be honest. So I'll I'll go Broncos money line, but tail with caution. Okay. And then we have, oh, Jesus, this is terrible. Uh, Cowboys versus the Giants. Cowboys, one and a half point dogs against the Giants. I don't want to bet on the Cowboys, but I actually think that they're a better team than the Giants. I'm taking Cowboys money line on Monday Night Football. The over-under set at 39 and a half. I actually love that, to be honest with you. But um, the money split right down the middle. I love Cowboys plus money. I don't think the Giants are good. And this is just setting up for the Giants to be disappointed. So I'm going to take Cowboys money line here. Yeah, I'm going Cowboys money line as well. I just don't think there's a way that the um, Giants start 3-0 and here. No way, no way. And hear me out. Cowboys win this week over the Giants. Commanders beat the Eagles. They're all 2-1. and one. That's exactly yep. what the NFL wants to see yep. is a dog in the nfc east so yeah. i'm in cowboys money line especially if i watch the commanders beat the eagles on sunday yeah and i'll tell you what man i i really do think that um the board this week is easier to read than it has been the past two weeks i'm, oh, yeah. I'm excited you know to put in some bets that i feel confident about i gotta stop with the flyers uh, it's just it's not working out for me i gotta trust my gut despite losing a $400 same-game parlay because A.J. Brown was unable to get one more yard, uh, I do feel that this week is my week. So I'm hoping that's the case for the rest of you as well. I'd like to thank you all for uh, watching this week's condensed episode. We, we're still up, you know, about an hour, but uh, we appreciate it. Make sure you check us out on social media at Post20Pod on Twitter and Instagram. You can find all past episodes of the show on Spotify, SoundCloud, and Apple Podcasts. I'm off to go record the Premier League show. So thank you guys for joining. Jeremy, thank you for coming on again. Um, And we'll see you guys next week. See you guys.